Hello and welcome to episode number nine of Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. I'm joined... No, my name is Ben Townsend. <laughs> I'm joined, as always, perennially by... Sam Townsend. My, I didn't even do the website. I can't do mine unless you do yours. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to start again? <laughs> no. <laughs> my name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net. My name is Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.nz. NZ. You are staying over in the Antipodeans recently. It's where, I've, it's where my heart is. Fantastic. And we did just beat New Zealand in the Rugby World Cup. We did. We should mention that. Yeah, I love rugby. We both are Adore fanatical rugby fanatical fans. once every four years if England get to the World Cup final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me forget about it again. If England get to the World Cup final, we probably won't watch the final. No, if they do get the final, we will watch it. Oh, will we? Yes. When is it? Uh, next Saturday. Anyway, we've gone off topic. I'm not here. Right. I won't bother then. Uh, anyway. Okay, so what's been happening recently? A display purchasing. Has yes, gone through the roof. Display shares of swords. Purchased another metal poster, Chili's related. Your first was the Californication um, album work, album artwork. Lovely, lovely bit of kit. And your second was a John Fashante live at Slane Castle pose painting. Paint, it's, it's a painting. It's fantastic. It's I it. haven't got it yet, but it looks good. It's the classic John open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Always talk about the classic John Open Mouth. <laughs> it's going to be good. Super. Well, it's Saturday the 26th yes, it of is. October. Oh, you are really uh, dating us and ageing us. Well, we only re- recorded last week, didn't we? We did, but you're um, away next week. Due so. to the fact that we're away next week, Yeah, we, we're doing one tonight. Well, then it's my birthday the week after. It is, you're 42nd. 42 years of age. Which would be nice. That'd be lovely. Right, today we are doing... Uh, Funky Monks. Funky Monks, the 1991 the, documentary Funky Monks. The blood sugar sex magic making of documentary. Indeed, indeed. It's a really good watch for, I'm sure everyone's seen it, but it's, uh, it gives a good insight into where the band were at the time. It's brilliant. It's one of the first things I ever watched uh, to do with the chilies. Well, if you ask the old bass player of the Lukewarm Chili Peppers, a Mr. Jay Gale. Jeremy. Jeremy, or Jez, he'll mm. say that you stole his VHS copy of Funky Monks, which I think is true. He may well have grounds to uh, to make that claim. Yes. However, the Blood Sugar Sex Magic was the first Chili's album that my I was given right. by a school friend of mine. Yeah. And she said, take this home and listen to it. And then watch this documentary. No, uh, which I did, and really enjoyed it. And then shortly after that, um, I... Uh, was able to Go pilfer, <laughs> pilfer yes, a copy of uh, Funky Monks. Thieve my best mate's copy of Funky Monks. I watched it. So this was very early, very for me, a very early introduction into the Chilies. That is early, because I didn't watch Funky Monks until... I must have, Actually, I must have watched it about the same time, because we lived in the same house, and you'd stolen Jez's copy. Well, yeah, but I definitely watched it on my own, because I remember watching it on my own. Yeah, refused to watch it with me, but yes, it's a very enjoyable documentary. It's a, an absolute insight into the making of the album. We're going to watch it in chunks and then uh, just have a chat about it, as as Such is as, our want. As is our style. Exactly. So, shall we crack on? Let's crack on.
Okay, se segment one, the first 10 minutes. Uh, ending on that lovely Frusciante, um announcement that his erection might be his enemy sometimes. Some, oh, only sometimes. Classic young John. Yeah. He might go masturbate. Only sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wonderful young John. But taking it back to the beginning, what a vulnerable young John there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, well, there's no... What there's foreshadowing that is. I mean, there's a lot of foreshadowing, I think, across this. Well, particularly with John, yeah. About where he might end up going. Which I worry that he might be taking too many drugs. I think at this point he was deeply fucked. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been well documented. a few years since he joined the band. Yeah. Um, three years since Mother's Milk. Yeah, go on. In which time he seems to have developed a almighty drugs habit. Yes, he's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> he's off his face, isn't he? Yeah. Basically, it went yes. not all the time though, because there's a lot of it where they're recording and he's and he's oh, yeah, he's analytical about his playing, lucid and, and yeah. completely you know with it. Yes, yeah, you're but right. there are a few times there where he's being interviewed on his own, where he's quite clearly well, he's listening to some strange noise on that erection section. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what music that is, but it's nice to hear his. It's nice to see him when he's this age. Because he looks so young. He, he is young. He's only, mass- what, 21, 22? Yeah, so, he is so young. Mind you, Chad looks so young on that section where there's a bit where they're sat listening. Mm. Chad looks amazing yeah. at this point. Lovely he, long he hair. He is so rock and roll. Yeah, he is. He's pure meat He's and got potatoes. That lovely bandana. Yeah. He rides around on a... Well, we, we'll get to no, that. No, yeah, we don't know how <laughs> he gets to the, the studio. At how does he get there and back? Who knows? We don't know. Does he even... Does he stay at the mansion? We don't know yet. No, and we, we won't divulge that information. Until we do know. Yeah. We've got... Um, I love where the swan says he wakes up a, a, about 12.01. No, 12 or 1. <laughs> <laughs> I spent about 25 years watching this documentary thinking the swan was saying... I wake up about 12.01. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he said. <sighs> and straight well, on. And, then, and then Rick rolls in at 12.02. Yes. <laughs> Then John gets in at twelve oh three, and you can yeah you can imagine where this is going to go, listeners. We don't have to do it. Yes, um, a very well laid back lifestyle for sure in the mansion. Oh, a great lifestyle! And Flea saying, um, uh, "What's better?" Yeah. Which one was better? I think you went for the second one. I like the first one myself. Oh, the first one. Yeah, but I think he was using a pick. Yeah, and he, then he changed and went then to fingers. Fingers, yeah. and Rick Rubin said he preferred the fingers. Yeah, one's harsher than the other, and, and yeah. most of this is, most of this album's fingers. Yeah, finger style. But that, of course, didn't make the album anyway. No, indeed. But so, we will have it. Um, we'll break up these little chats with some um, with some, with inter, some intercut music, musical music, indeed. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it, listen. What we saw there was, it's it, always nice, I think, to see the Swan there singing. Suck my kiss at the start. Yeah, in his bedroom. You never really see when you listen to the record. You don't think about what they were wearing or what they, where they were. But there he was in a shorts and t-shirt, mm. cap on, mm. and that was his bedroom. They ran a long lead down from there. Yeah, and he sang all this stuff there, looking out there. across the hills. Lovely place to record. He had a, an absolutely massive microphone. Really did. He's, it was more like a, a, a big can of baked beans. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> no wonder it kept falling off. I don't know what that was. Maybe someone can tweet in and tell us. Well, maybe we could ask Zygmunt. Oh, yeah. Zygmunt. Zygmunt is... He says that the Zygmunt, this mic fell off again. 
Oh, no. So if Zygmunt is listening. Yeah, Zygmunt, if you are. Can you give us some information about yeah, it? Yeah, just, just tweet in, it's fine. Um, What's our handle? Uh, fantastic question. Universally RHCP. Universally. At Universally RHCP. At Universally RHCP on Twitter. Perfect. We'll do them at the end as well. I'm getting good at that now. Yeah, very good. Um, debut. John sat there talking about we're making the world's most beautiful record. Yeah. And then Anthony comes up with my favourite You can bit. see, you can see John's make, try, making his point, and the, Anthony's sat there just looking, like looking into the distance, and you can see he's thinking about what he's going to say next. Where does it come from, though? It's, and, it's genius. Yeah. It's genius. It suits this era of their careers so perfectly. I'm having a t-shirt made that says that. Well, we might, yeah, we should announce that we may well be in the in the very near future. The merch game, getting some merch. Mm. Uh, that will be available at, at rhcp dot merch dot merch. <laughs> um, no, further announcements will will follow. Of course, but if you do want the t shirt that says "If Baron von Munchausen, Baron, <laughs> Baron von Munchausen was to ejaculate the two of us being universally speaking the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast onto a chessboard," mm. um, that might be available. You could wear that around, whatever. But who would be the perfect, perfect player for that particular board? Well, Rick Rubin. Oh, still Rick. Yeah, I imagine. I I don't know who else. Last episode, um, he ejaculated onto an orange. He did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, lovely. But also, what I like about that particular um, thing is when John, when Anthony starts talking, you can see that John, in this time period, sort of idolizes Anthony because he's looking, he's looking up at him. And he laughs. But there's obviously a more complex relationship than that going on, which we'll go into. There is. I sense the drift apart. And I think that the next bit of the first segment is really important yeah. um, to the relationship. He still felt that We he... can't talk about it yet. Okay. We're not there yet. No, but you, I, I sense um, a relationship there which isn't on an even keel. No, you're exactly right. And that is, you know, Anthony talks about it in Scar Tissue. I think it's quite obvious at points mm. in the documentary. It's mm. a bit of a... Because because you can... I mean, the swan is funny and he says some amusing things and he sort of comes up with these, you know, these gem, these verbal gems. The Baron von, von Munchausen gem. Is, is one example. But there is a side to him which is quite um, obnoxious, I well, think. Well, he's been the leader of this band for a long time. Yeah. And... I think he's at this point he sees himself as the head of the band, and they've got two new members. Well, that's, yeah. well they've been there for it. They've done an album, but the relationship with John is is getting more difficult. But I don't think the Swan has it in him to kind of be overbearing or 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 sarky or to Chad because Chad is yeah Ch- Chad is a. At this Chad's point, Chad's a man mountain. Chad's a man. Well, and Chad, but the thing is, Chad and Anthony are the same age. Isn't yeah, but Chad is. There's points here where you, Chad lo- it looks like a man, mm. and John looks like a John boy. John looks more vulnerable. Well, he was more vulnerable. He was because Chad just gets on with it, doesn't he? But John is obviously opening. Well, his Chad, soul. I, I'm. I don't know how Chad does it because you've got basically in this band at this stage, you've got uh, Frashante, who is a burgeoning drug addict, mm. Flea, who okay maintains a fairly even keel, but. D- d- did, yeah, it's a heavy user. Stage. Heavy user. Yeah, and obviously Anthony, who's got who's had serious problems throughout. Yes, yeah, so I heard a ch- Chad turn up. And people drink, are completely yeah, fucked. Yeah, and he just get, turns up, plays his drums, and and then 
rides off into the sunset. We'll get... Uh, well, possibly. Or we don't it. know that yet. <laughs> but actually, that brings us to a further point, which is the little room uh, where nobody room. hardly ever is. Yeah, there's only one person who could fit in that room. Um, and that at that point was Flea. And the obviously, within, the, within Scar Tissue and other material that's come out since, it was um, divulged that he was partaking in some rather heavy drugs in that room at that very moment. What, in that room? That high room? Yeah. Really? When the film crew turned up. That's why he says, hey, get out of here. All oh, right, no wonder they don't show was, what's um, been... Because the cameraman's been... is shooting, but he never cuts to the angle that he's recording. Well, uh, well, all I'll say is that Flea himself may have been shooting. Ooh. I don't know whether it was intravenous or, or not. Extravenous. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> what I like is also... You get a wonderful bit there about the genesis and the recording of Sir Psycho Sexy. Yes, it's, it's great. It and th- that, I think, is in the, one of the other important aspects of the whole documentary, is to see the making of the record. It, it's phenomenal to see a song that you love so much, and this will happen a few times on this, on this documentary, a song that you, that you couldn't imagine being any other way. And then seeing it recorded, and they're the yeah. times when it could, you know, when it could have changed. What's better, this or that? They didn't know those how those songs would end up at that point. No, can you imagine that being them at that point? You know, there's that short of Anthony singing along to his own lyrics. Yeah, because at that point, to him, it's brand new. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't quite know where it's going. Yeah, Flea, Flea's playing the bass and kind of saying, "Right here comes the bridge." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, if Flea did that nowadays. That would be much better. Well, That's and, what Anthony needs nowadays. Well, and what what I noticed was when Anthony's recording his vocals, he's got the lyrics in front of him. Why? Yes, why not? Why? Because he, he doesn't, doesn't want to get them wrong. wrong. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to get them wrong. So there's a lesson to be learnt there some 20, 20 odd years later, 25 odd years later. By 20, you mean? 25. It's many years. Maybe more. Many, many years. Almost to the day. Anyway, we'll close this chat off just by uh, we topped it and we'll cap it by saying top and cap. Top and cap. Okay, we're back for section two. We're doing this in roughly ten-minute increments uh, of the of the documentary. Yes. We go straight into what we were kind of alluding to earlier on, which was they're all having a good old shave. Oh yeah. And the swan the shave is off. yeah. Well, it was it was a shave off. It, it was, was yeah. very much a shave off. And it was sw- well, I think, well, I got the impression it was a chop competition. Yes, and by God. For a 21, 22-year-old, Frashanto's yeah. facial hair is phenomenal. He's got some very impressive sideburns, that's I sure. went bald before I was able to grow sideburns like that. I'm still not you able still to grow sideburns, grow sideburns, like, sideburns that. like that. No, it's ridiculous. No, they're, they're, him, both him and Flea have got some impressive sideburns going on there. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And the man judging it is completely clean-shaven. Which seems ridiculous. Well, quite... <laughs> Um, now, John is saying he left the bits 
that he thought the swan might be interested in. And the swan is a bit brutal and comes back and says, how do you know what I might be interested in? Yeah, how do you know that I wasn't interested in the neck area? Exactly. That you completely shaved off. Now, in... I think as a judge, though, that is his prerogative. Yes, it is. Well, that makes it all okay, then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, he's the Craig Revel Hallwood of of that particular chop-off. He is. I I think it, it was a good competition. They both did their best. Well, who do you think won? I think... I think Flea can suck his tummy in as much as he wants. Which he does definitely did do. He did. He definitely did do. Does definitely did do. Yes, does definitely did do. But I go for John. All right. Well, I'll go for Flea for the sake of uh, impartiality. Right, where's the swan to... Anthony! Yes. <laughs> now you're just being silly. Sorry. Um, what else did we see? Well, Flea... Hang on, just to close this little chop-off section. Okay. Flea... It is, it is documented that Flea said to Anthony... Anthony... Yeah. Um, that he was mean to John. Mm. And that was partially what drove John away. And, and he was bloody mean to him. Well, I, I, I'd like to think that John being driven away wasn't because of that. <laughs> the job <laughs> I mean, That if very it, thing. If Is it, that what drove I, him to drugs hell? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he it, I, I would imagine that someone would have to be a lot meaner to me than that for me to uh, be driven away. Well... Who knows? But over time, it wears you down, so... That's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah. The, the erosion. The erosion process. Um, BTG, I've written down here, off time. Breaking the Girl. Lovely to see John playing Breaking the Girl on that. Oh, uh, yeah, but I, I can't track. imagine that was the one that made That wasn't the take, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, I do play a game with myself sometimes. Which is? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do we, okay, is it podcast-friendly? It is. Okay, fine. It's called Which Take on This Documentary Made It Into the Album. Right. Okay. That wasn't one of them. So, I mean, that that doesn't give much away. What's the game about? Well, <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to break it down further? Yeah. Right, I'll tell you the general rules. The, the what gist. I do is I decide in my head which take from this documentary <laughs> made it onto the album. Okay. Yeah, no, I've seen it. It wasn't that one. No, definitely not. Hang on, we're, go, also, we're, going, we're going into a loop. It also <laughs> wasn't this one singing uh, Soul Squeeze. Fuck me. No, it wasn't. At least you remembered the words. But that was terrible. Well, no, some of it was fine, but there was... Oh, no, no, I'll tell you particularly the bits that were terrible. Well, yeah, there was it definitely... It was on the chorus, the words, every time, you hear the chorus twice. Yeah. The word no, where I go, I just don't know. Yeah. And um, when I find peace of mind, the words no and mind are flat every there's time. Some serious, terribly there's flat. some serious flattage. Yeah. So, obviously, when you're recording it, if, you, if you're going to do long takes... You can you can chop and choose what bits you use. Yeah, it's much easier now than it was then. Earlier on in the documentary, we mm. heard tape whizzing back. Yeah, and we'll hear that later on again. Nowadays on on Logic or whatever, whatever they use professionally, you can just you, well we're doing it now. You, you, we, you, we know you just chop and yeah yeah. It's so but much it's, easier. Um, but fucking hell, wasn't he flat? Well, he was, but also I think I, I'd like you know it's nice to see they're doing those long takes and uh, it, it, it takes me back to the old way of recording as it was you know back in the early 90s well I remember when um, Insidious my college band recorded their first album yeah and you out, were doing you out were of doing the blue whole, whole songs we were doing whole takes on tape and we ended up recording 11 songs in two days and we spent the first half of the first day doing the first three songs because we were trying to do them all in one go and you can listen to that now and the bits where we're dropping bits in overdubs or bits we got wrong and we were trying to fix them mm. are plain as day yeah to me anyway yeah because well, a i know which bits they are but also it's not got the clinical nature of doing it digitally no, no that's right no something to be said for doing it analog and there is a warmth to that sound but yeah 
you know. It's much more difficult. It was bloody nightmarish. Now, Flea gives an exact outline of the kind of person who shouldn't be in the Red Hot Chili Peppers in this television. Yeah, he does. And then they employ Dave Navarro, well, who is the exact opposite of what he's talking about. Exactly. And, uh, but to be fair to Flea, he probably doesn't remember giving that interview. He seemed particularly spaced out. While, yes, uh, he did, yeah. Whilst giving that. Spacier than his, his teeth spaced. Spacier teeth than spaced. Kevin. Kevin? Spacey. Oh, right, okay. No, we can't mention him anymore. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Right. Well, we can. We can't even watch Usual Suspects anymore, because that was Brian Singer and Kevin Spacey. What's Brian Singer done? Ooh. <laughs> if you don't know, if you have to ask. Uh, well, you'll you, tell me afterwards. I'll, yeah, I'll tell <laughs> <laughs> That's a new song. <laughs> if you have to ask, then I'll tell you afterwards. All right, well, okay. Okay. Bad News Re-Singer. Bad, yeah. Can't watch Superman Returns, can't watch Usual Suspects. Certainly can't, can't use a sewing machine. No. Well, you can, it just can't be singer-branded. Okay. Um, Chad. Cymbal swirl. Oh, lovely. Lovely cymbal swirls. And then he it keeps getting knocked inside out, doesn't it? Yeah, he, he was livid with himself. I can't he... remember if that happens a lot later on, or whether it's on the extended version, where you see a lot of him turning his cymbal inside out by accident for the soul to squeeze big. Well, no, that's what that was. At, at some point, there's a lot more of it. It yeah. might be the extra footage. Well, you might be right, or you might just be... Um confusing yourself that there's more of that no there is more of that oh okay you picked up on the fact that after that symbol swirling John was not looking the picture of health sat in that well chair. actually I, I saw two contradictory images of John in that um, 10 minute clip go on because when he sat there playing soul to squeeze hmm. with his fresh skinhead, yeah um, he looks great because I don't know whether it's just because the, the the clip before is that of him in his bathrobe giving his sort of out there interview laid against the wall. That's very a uh, very nice way to describe a heavily drug-fueled man talking gibberish. Yeah. Um, and then there's that with his freshly shorn hair and playing guitar. And I thought, oh, he looks great there. Young, vibrant. Vital. Vital. And playing a great song. Hey, he's playing but Salt later Sweet. on, you, you see him sat in the studio... And he looked gaunt and gaunt withered. is the word. But then it cuts... It might be lighting. Because oh, the next it thing is. it cuts to is when they're tossing the coin. Yeah, and he, he looks, looks fine again. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, yeah. But, f- yeah, he looks terrible on he that. He did look terrible. He, looks, he looked half-starved. Or even... Fully starved. Fully starved. <laughs> <laughs> but it is lovely to see him playing Soul Squeeze, isn't it? Oh, what a great song. Oh, I just think that this documentary and the footage that we're watching is so crucial. Because... It's you know it tells the story of the band recording arguably their finest work. They're they're all that is arguable. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but it's wonderful to see. And it's if this didn't exist, what would we do? Well, we wouldn't be having we this conversation. Not, we wouldn't do this exactly. What quickly because we can't impinge upon the uh, blood sugar podcast. Impingement denied. Uh, well, I'm going to impinge slightly. Fine. Uh, if you were to take one song off Blood Sugar and put Salt Squeeze on, what would be the song you take off? Oh, goodness me. Well, there's several uh, ways of approaching this particular problem. Well, approach it directly and quickly. Uh, okay, I would say probably I would remove Naked in the Rain. Yes, so would I. Okay, excellent. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, no, we need to talk about the fact that they're all acting like 12-year-old boys looking at porno mags. Oh, yeah. 
They are I don't like, that, that's not rush off. No, I used to do that at school. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that at school. We'd, like, we would be round a friend's house. There'd be some pornos. Well, it was nice, actually, to see Chad sort of getting into the spirit of... Um, sort of doc- uh, getting into that sexual spirit. Well, it wasn't just that, though. He was just playing up to the camera, really. 19 to 65. She'll suck on anyone, 19 to 65. What yeah. a range. Yeah. And it looks she's, like she's got a nine-inch vibration. You know. Yeah, she, that is uh, fucking disgusting. <laughs> Maybe we should move on now. Yeah, well, yeah, and basically they're a bunch of lads living in a house on their own. Well, you say that, lads. How old's Chad at this point? Um, 30. Right, get over it. it. Not older than 30, possibly a couple of years younger. Well, I, I stopped looking at porn with my friends. No, I, I think they're I 30. Them. I think they're all born at 61, weren't they? So they're 30. Okay, now it's completely acceptable. You're, doing, you're all doing the right thing. Well done, chaps. Yeah, and in those days, of course, you know, it was new on the scene, wasn't it? Porn? Hmm. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. Talking about section three. Well, I guess it has to be named section three. It must. <laughs> based on its uh, numerical relationship to the other sections. Well, based on its numerical relationship to number two, it's after two and pre-four. So therefore... We will call it section three. Okay. Flea, talking about the change on base. It's a massive... Mother's milk, we've talked about this before, the progression. Mm. And we can't talk about it too much. Oh, but we can and we will. Uh, okay, we absolutely will. What a change in technique, as he says. He was slap and pop all the way. Mm. Um, have we done a slap and pop based technical point before? No. I'm not sure we have. So you, this is a B, a, a bass guitar, a BGTP. A BGTP. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so first BGTP. Slapping and popping on the bass is where you are uh, using your thumb to slap on the, on the, the, the lower notes, the lower strings, the thicker strings, the yeah. bass strings. And then popping it with the... And you are, so you're slapping down with your thumb and you're popping the higher strings. Popping out with the finger. Yeah, you're literally pulling mm. the string yeah. and then releasing it so it gets that uh, very sharp... So you get the percussive sound from the slap from your thumb and you get the pop where you're... As you hit down, you're also pulling up with your fingers. But Well, listen to any Chili's album. <laughs> listen to the first four or five Chili's albums. You know what it sounds like. Yeah. But what a change. And you see it here when they're recording, give it away. It's well, no, I think the first example difference. they use is... Um, oh, Funky Monks. It's Funky a great Monk. cut, isn't it? To yeah. Where they literally uh, juxtapose his talk about slap and pop with the way he, he's now playing the bass. Yeah. Much more relaxed and just in the groove, in, and, the, in, in the pocket. And although we are talking about them being young and vibrant, mm-hmm. Flea is a 30-year-old man here. Yes, well, he's 12 years younger than I am, so he is young and vibrant. <laughs> well, he was, but he's also, at this stage in his, in his career, a, a, a vastly experienced and reasonably mature bass player. Well, he says, and, in, and he's right, he says he's made loads of albums with it and travelled around the world and made his name doing mm, it. Yeah, which he did do. Yeah. But, um, it, yeah, it's nice to sort of see him here as a, an, not an elder statesman, but... Certainly, someone who's been around and is now has matured from phase one of his career 
into phase what two. I would call phase two. <laughs> right. Ah, so numerically, that is after phase one and pre-phase three. Yes, it is. Okay, yes. a phase two statesman. A phase two statesman, and and what a statesman. On that take of Funky Monks, I don't think it's the take that's used on the album, guitar-wise. No. And I haven't listened back to it, but John does a trill uh, on towards the end, at the end of that classic Funky Monks guitar line, mm. um, which I don't think is on the album. So we just get a quick uh, GTP in. A trill. Please do. It was very, very delayed this week. Yes, it was. For, we, we knocked We're probably a... 25 minutes in. Oh, well, let's get a, a BGTP. You're losing touch. <laughs> a trill is where you um, you hammer on and pull off very, very quickly uh, between two notes. So it's um, up, down, up, down, up, down, essentially. That kind of sound. Um, and he does that on that particular take. I don't think it's on the album. I would have to listen to the album. My knowledge of all of the trills on, on Blood Sugar is not... It's limited, isn't it? Possibly what it should be. It's limited. Okay, we'll do a... Should we do a trill episode? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Just an episode on all the trills on Blood Sugar. Be very short. Right. Oh, no, and all, all the albums. I'll go through my tab book of Blood Sugar and uh, pick yeah. out all the trills. We'll talk about them in depth. Yeah. I very much look forward to that. Can you do that next week when I'm away? Yeah, I'll do a solo. A solo. <laughs> I'll do a solo podcast, just me talking about the trills on the Chili's albums. Um, give it away. Now, this is a huge thing. Um, the give it away baseline section. Yeah. Where he's getting the advice from... Uh, from, from what can Ruben. only be described as a hairy walrus. <laughs> <laughs> as you said, that man is all hair. Oh, man. I've never seen so much hair on one How head. How much skin... Can you see on Rick Rubin? None. He's wearing his sunglasses. He is. Yeah. He's. 90% it's almost as. Hair. It's almost as if he's. He does not want to to show any skin on his on his face. That really gets away with it. He looks like Alan Moore, the uh, the uh, cartoonist, the guy who wrote Watchmen. Um, this is is that too niche? I I know who he is, but do you know uh, who he looks like? He, I imagine he looks a bit like that. He does very much <laughs> so. <laughs> Just he's all beard and long hair. Yeah, he really is. He really is. But uh, no, it's again. It's nice to see that relationship between Ruben and uh, and Flea. Well, the input's great, isn't it? There's no because he's there recording it right there in front of him. Yeah. There's no. He's not tucked away in a booth. No, he's not. And they're, they're all doing that because if you're recording the bass, you can just di in. So the Swan's upstairs in his room recording the lyrics. Yeah. Um, we don't see John recording "Give It Away" there, but we do see uh, Flea. Now it looks like. You don't see any. I don't think you see any of Flea's amplifiers throughout this documentary. And quite a lot of the time, he's sat in that room with John with John's amps. Yeah. So John's obviously yeah. playing through amps in his mic. Yeah. But Flea might be uh, DI, which is direct into the, yeah, the mixing board. Yeah, I think he board. probably is. Because you get that. I get that impression from the overall sound of it. John's guitars have definitely had that live. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you can see it. And guitar guitarists will record mic guitars because you don't get the amplifier sound if you if, yeah, you, if, if you're direct you into the no, mixing desk no. with a guitar it's a completely different thing but with a bass you can you, you can and you can a, a lot of people do do that yeah do 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 <laughs> now next thing the swan's recording technique goes against everything i've ever been told about how to record vocals right <laughs> it isn't to grip the microphone furiously and dance around grabbing a knob all the time no Where's his but pop? Where's his pop screen? He doesn't need one. No, his his he couldn't be any closer to the mic. 
He's... But that's how they recorded those brilliant songs. Exactly. That's what the Swan was doing. Exactly. Now, big question. We're going to go on something here, and I haven't checked this. Is that Gus Van Sant? It definitely is. No, doing, and I, doing the shows. And I thought what I enjoyed about this section is it sort of intercut the recording of um, Give It Away. Give It Away. But also then moved quite swiftly on to how they went about making the the artwork, doing the artwork. Tell me what you noticed for the first time. Okay, I will. I noticed that they were Gus Van Sant was shooting them in profile, profile, and they all had their mouths open. How have we've watched? I mean, I've watched this documentary upwards of four times. Well, it was only yesterday that I sat and listened to Blood Sugar. Uh, all the way through for the first time <laughs> first time <laughs> and um, it was on Spotify so I spent a lot of my time looking at the album artwork and on the artwork as we all know they've got their mouths open they with do the for their tattoo tongues, yeah. tongues coming out of their mouth yeah. oh, is there a better cover for an album than Blood Sugar Sex no definitely not definitely not um, and it, that, what, what they were doing there was taking the pictures, which I presume they then sent to Henky Penky, who then went on and designed the, the yeah. cover. Yeah. But I, not only that, I enjoyed seeing how they, you know, they did the tattoo for, photographs for the inside of the booklet. I like the way that you, when you said the word tattoo there, you pulled up your T-shirt sleeve to show me your tattoo. Yeah, there it is. That was lovely. Yeah. And that's Swan Inspired, isn't it, that one? Oh, or is that one? It? Which one's Swan? Are they both Swan Inspired? No, that one's Swan Inspired, and this one actually was inspired by Chad's uh, tattoo, which he's got on his upper arm, which is a circular tattoo, uh, which you could see in the video there. Two good tattoos you got there? Yeah. Now, in Scar Tissue, the Swan makes a point of saying when it was being documented, they wanted the cameraman and the crew to be invisible. Well, as as to so as to not interfere with the creative process. Yet here you clearly see a shot of somebody walking up the stairs, followed by an army of people. Yeah. And we how question we, how times have changed. We question who that man is. Now we watched that back. We stopped. We rewound. Yeah. Twice. Twice to three. Maybe four. Well, numerically, we can we could go into detail, we but we argue, won't. No. Who did that man look like to you? And it, it, it's not this man. We know it's not this it man. It can't be this man. But it but wasn't I, the swan. I thought it wasn't it John. I didn't think it was it. John. I, I said to Sam, that looks like David Navarro walking up the stairs. Yeah, and I thought it did. But it can't be him. But what, what struck me about that whole situation was you had a musician walking up the stairs. These days, you'd have one guy walking behind him oh, with, with, an with a phone. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In those days, you had twelve people a camera, walking up a crew, the stairs. Um, boom mic girl. A, a boom mic. Someone, someone walking with just a shitload of wire so that they could move around the house. Yeah, yeah, because they're 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 also the recording the, the thing that the tape it's being recorded onto. Someone's yeah. literally carrying that about. It's ridiculous. It's no wonder these guys felt like they, you know, obviously they're rock stars. They feel like a million dollars. But when you've got 15 million people in the house all pampering to your every It is a funny dichotomy, though. To be The suggestion was, let's go to this mansion so we can create a completely unique atmosphere where you can forget about everything else and be completely creative. Yeah. Yet you have a film crew of 
How many people was that? Eight, yeah. nine, ten people following someone up the stairs. But presumably, you know, they had days like this where they were focused on interviews, artwork, photography. Going up the stairs. Going up the stairs with Dave Navarro. <laughs> yes. Um, but most of the time, I would assume that they're, these, you know, those people weren't there and they were just focused on, on recording. I just, I am pleased. I didn't expect to see Dave Navarro's bum on this documentary. No. But it did make there it, it was. fantastic. And lastly, well, I say lastly, this is my penultimate point. Sure. If you're in the Red Hot Chili Peppers at this point, you can say to anyone, take your top off, you ain't got a bra on, get your tits out. Yeah, although what struck me actually was um, when, when, you know, they took the picture with the girl with her. She was covered up, yeah. She, she covered herself up, but also... The look on her face when she removed the mask almost was as if to say, "Why am I? Why? Why are I'm not, these people I'm not being enjoy, predatory? Yeah, I'm not particularly." No. This. So, but I feel under pressure to do it. Well, it was the nineties. Just well, I don't think she was under pressure to do it. She probably put herself forward to appear on the. Uh, well, why didn't she see more police then? Well, it, obviously, it was a a, a, a fairly. Um, uh, We're going to get ourselves in deep water here. We are. Uh, let's let's leave that point. Um, she, I mean, we, I I don't agree with it. I just want to get that on the record. Well, I, I don't disagree or disagree with it. It happened. We're merely commentating on what we saw. Okay. Sam does not agree or disagree. I do disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone is a is a sex pest here, it's Sam. Okay. Um, and, and then we listened to um, the recording of "Give It Away." And because there's not the overdriven guitar part at the end, you can hear the Jews harp, the yes. mouth harp, really loudly. Yeah, yeah. Much, it? much more than the, the mix in the album. That's oh. I really enjoyed that. It's it, almost lost on the album. It's before John. Yes, it is, especially at that point, because at the end John's doing the um, the overdriven down, bam, ba da down. Yeah. Bit and uh, and you do start to lose it there. It, for, who played that? <sighs> Unknown. Okay. So, what we've covered in this section is it's flea. <laughs> Can't read my own handwriting. And the rest of it. Shall yeah. we? Should we crack on to section four? Well, it's been an enjoyable section. Great section. I, I feel my reputation might have been slightly tarnished. Yes, it has been. Well, massively tarnished, and now it's on the internet. Oh. <laughs> Great. on section four then now quick question and i will say this i enjoy borrowing my grandmother's walking stick and strutting around with it yeah swirling it around in a chaplain-esque style yeah but why is john <laughs> in his early 20s walking around with a walking stick like an old man he's not the one with the broken foot that was flea maybe it was flea's stick Ah, I don't know, but he's definitely had it now on two or three scenes, different scenes. Well, definitely on two scenes. I think in this he, section. he's taken to it. I it think. is top and tailed this section with a, a John 
stick. John Stick. A John Stick. But it is certainly topped with... Uh, oh, the Boom Girl thing. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. But, and th- not only that, actually, John seems to be totally out of it there. Oh, really? Yeah, because he just piped up and went, and on hills. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. And then the rest of the band sort of covered for yeah, him. Yeah, whatever, and... yeah. And so oh, maybe that's why the Swan, to divert away from the fact that John is a huge drug user, Mullard. started. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, it It felt to me like they were trying to divert away from John, but not, not only, I mean, obviously they went down this unsavoury sexist. I mean, these days... I think you'd better leave that there, given what you said on the last one. You can't get away with yeah, that. No, you, please, please do stop. No, but you just can't, can you? Well, now you're trying to cover for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so we have found out what Chad does. He drives home on his, on his big chopper. He drives in, or rides in. And rides out. And rides out again. No helmet. completely sober. Oh, that's weird. No helmet. Hair, long hair flowing in the wind. Yeah. Bandana, he looks like something off Easy Rider. Well, I mean, interestingly, he looks, he looks betwixt and between in terms of style. 80s slash 90s. Yeah, guy. yes, yes. He looks like a heavy metaler from the 80s. He does. Yeah. But I, like, I, I love that look. I don't mind it, necessarily. But I, and I do feel with Chad, you know, he could, have, he could have easily gone down a different road. But he's such a funktastic drummer. Well, he was also a rocktastic drummer. Mm. As Anthony said when they first brought him in, he eats drums for breakfast. Yeah. He was a heavy, heavy hitter. He's just a good drummer. Mm. And then they got in the chilies and drums what they play. Drums what they play? Drums to what they play. <laughs> right, okay. Now, he says he lays, he lays it down so they can paint over the top of it as hard and as funky as he can. Yeah, and I think that's probably true. That is testament. Based on what he said. Question. Go on. Was that a particularly big flea and a normal size, two normal sized pianos? Yes. Oh, it was? It was. That was when flea, I think there was a, a two or three day period during the recording of Blood Sugar. He had elephant, when elephant flea turned into a giant. Yes. Uh, and uh, what we saw there was during that, that period. That period. And they yeah. put him in a big room. Must have been a big room. Well, they had to. To accommodate yeah, well, they, they had to. They had to move him into the really big room. <laughs> uh, it, it, is, it, is, it is testament to the fact that on this record they had the time, and you'll see time and time again the record, the, the, the record company is saying, we'll give them time to do what they want to do. Yeah. And um, we're, we're pushing this, the film crew is there, because we've got a deadline, but we want them to do the best they can do. Yeah. They're in the ideal situation They've got the freedom they want. They can just experiment. Yeah. Now, him banging away on those pianos was not the, t- the take that was used on the record. But no. you can hear that those high-pitched pianos on on the record. Yes. And, I mean, imagine being the, the record executive, you know, and you've got Flea there playing two tiny little pianos. He's massive. Yeah. <laughs> He's 25 metres tall. Tall. And he's smoking as well. What, what strikes me about all of this is in every single shot, they're smoking. Couldn't do that now. Imagine Wait. the size of those cigarettes. They, well, that cigarette itself was six foot long. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get those these days. You they're can't. Banned. Well, you have to hand roll them. You have to buy Rizzler. Loads of Rizzler. Yeah. King skins. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Are you sure that was a cigarette? Yeah, maybe it wasn't. Hmm. Flea? questionable behaviour well quite but, uh, no, no doubt that the record the record company put a lot of faith in them 
And they repaid it in spades. Oh, they did, because this was a groundbreaking album. But they were just smoking freely. I mean, these days you can't do it. No, well, they were, they were smoking... But when we were when we were in our 20s, we hung around in very smoky environments, didn't we? Oh, extremely smoky. Pubs. Pubs, clubs. clubs. Other environments where people, people smoked. People smoked. Well, everyone smoked all over the place. Smoking houses. It is incredible how... Um, how the smoke I never thought the smoking ban was going to take hold in this country people who smoke have been have been uh, ostracised ostracised something rotten ostracised but that's alright I was thinking well, about I mean, smoking is bad for you yes it is it'll kill you but it's all vaping we keep touching upon this yeah. we'll move past it please John's um, the swan's face when John is telling the discussing big, the, this story the I mean again with, there's, there's quite a lot of porn and se- obviously it's a sexual album we know that well, the man was talking about it, and the swan looked like he was trying to play it down. Mm. He, the swan talked about the lyrics. Have you? Um, what did he say? Something about the lyrics. Have you? Oh, oh yeah, a very specific I mean, word from that. That, era. That, that record. I mean, that for me is a record exec coming in and uh, sort of saying, trying to uh, dissect the album before it's even finished, talking about how sexy it is. Talking about breaking the girl and saying that that's a sexy song, which he actually no, he's isn't. He's got it wrong. He's got that wrong. Exactly, yeah. and then that's the thing. I think that's what the Swan was trying to sort of say. Yeah, but the Swan was the Swan rolled it back then. Yeah, but there is that point where the Swan says, "Did something like did, did you dig the lyrics off uh, Sir Psycho?" Yeah, yeah. He did actually sort of guide him towards the sexual nature of those. Lyrics. Yeah, and the guy he's the the, the guy is right. It's one of the sexiest albums ever recorded. Well, certainly it is in. in in part, yes. Actually, when I saw that, when I watched it a couple of nights ago, I did, I did plot through what songs have are sexually related. Sexually over. And actually, I, I'm, I'm taking back what you just said. I don't think there's that many. Uh, but, well, Sir Psycho. But I do. But, but yeah, yeah. But I do think. Suck my kiss. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I think if you have to ask, to a certain extent. Um, I don't think so. Okay, zero extent. But what I would say is there, you, I think you can see the Swans' relationship with the record company. He's still, he's not, he's not really been himself there, I don't think. No, look at him, arms crossed. Yeah. He is so reserved there yeah. that he doesn't know what to do, what to do with himself. He, he is pandering, he's not pandering to their needs, but he's certainly not uh, letting himself go fully because they're the people who are, who are paying him. I like the way the, the, um, the exec called Rick Rubin the Rube. Yeah. You're recording with the Rube. Yeah. I mean, that guy is sickening, really, in there, I mean. He sickened me. Okay, I'm going with a uh, the quiz. Was that the take they used on the album for their Red Hot? There, do you think that was the take they used on the album? No. Oh right, really? Yes. I, was, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounded pretty close. It sounded close. But was it the one? It could have been hard to tell. It certainly was one of them. No verification. Nice to see, of course, Chad playing the drums with his hands, as you would play a tank drum, for example. Example, well done. Thank you. 
Uh, where's your tank drum tonight? Did you bring it? I didn't bring it. No, he's gone off it. He's gone off his tank well, drum. Look, if you want he, me to bring it, I'll bring it. I'd love it. Would you bring it for the next I'll episode? I'll bring it next time. What song are you going to play? <laughs> tank drum number two. <laughs> that sounds like a Fronto song. It is. <laughs> I'll play tank drum number one. Tank drum number two will probably sound pretty similar to tank drum number one. <laughs> they all sound the same. Well, roughly, roughly. <laughs> it will. It'll, I'm assuming, take a, it'll take on a certain vibe. I'm assuming tank drum. <laughs> tank drum. I, I can't even fucking talk. But let's move on. That that man whose job it is to please everyone brings in that Magic Johnson. Yes. Thing. Yes. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> yeah, I know. What yeah, a life. I know, where is he now? Falling around huge Magic Johnsons. Probably. Or, or massive fleas. Well, yeah, no, that, that Magic Johnson was real life size. Yeah, it was. It, was. it wasn't a huge Magic Johnson. But I very much doubt he's still doing that shit for the chilies now. So I, I dread to think what he's doing. Verification needed. If you are listening to the podcast and you are that man. You are the chilies lackey. Tweet in to <laughs> at universally RHCP on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Let us know exactly what you're, you know, how how it's gone. Email me at uh, bentownsendmusic.net. That's the website. Bentownsendmusic.org. Oh, oh, fucking hell. No, it's right really... there. Listen. No, yeah. hang on. I'm, I'm going to get this right. All right. He's putting out an email I'm looking at it. Um, I haven't written the email address it. down. It's bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. There we go. I so, mean, that guy's never going to so, email you. But, do you want to bet? Yes. All right, I'll lay it down. I'll do it at 5,000 to 1. I'll so, put pound down now. Right. Oh, we'll, no, I'll, I mean, I can't possibly, just in case he does. <laughs> <laughs> Not willing to say You know, we, I couldn't rule it out altogether. All right, I'll and do Anna, it. And my wife, I'll Anna, do would it. never forgive me. I'll do it. If at, I had to lay out five grand. I'll do it at, at, ooh. We'll give it six months. I'll do it. No, I can't. 500, I can't risk to it. 500 to 1. No, I'm not going to pay 500 quid just in case you that random Absolute guy. pussy. Anyway, there's no way of proving it. We don't know what his name is. It's um, Magic Johnson doing all the jobs taking Clara's washing to the laundrette man. Well, actually, we should say that Clara pe- played at ATP. Did she? Yeah. Hang with, on. With her band. And, uh, what, pre, what, pre John on John's day? No, on the Saturday. What day did you see John? Oh, on? no, sorry, on the Sunday. And you saw John on the Saturday. Did you see Clara? Yes. Right. Are we committing to an ATP episode of watching that that shaky old grainy imagery? Yeah, I'm happy to. It's good. It's good. Um, shaky grainy imagery. Yeah, but audibly, it's good audio. Uh, it, it's thoroughly watchable. Oh yeah. And there's a man who was there. Oh, I was there. It was incredible. I can't believe you got that half nine. And well, didn't see John till. What I will, what I'll say is that we got there for the sound check, thinking that John was going to be there. I think it was about half ten, and obviously John wasn't there for the sound check. Well, twelve hours. <laughs> Seriously, John wasn't there twelve hours pre the gig. No, in that little room. No, but Dave Rat was. Well, of course he was. That's his job. Yeah. So to we, hand out to hand out. So picks. we saw what we saw, but we could get in. That was the amazing thing. It was a tiny room. Mm. Probably held 400 people. Mm. Are you okay? Yeah. And um, Dave Ratt and the team did the sound check. Um, we stayed in there. From there, we didn't move. And that was it. Well, I can't wait for the ATP episode. It's going to be good. I mean, it... I don't know you know, 
it's it's certainly a, a a concert that I've listened to or a performance that I've listened to over and over again over the years. I don't know how it stands in the community whether people hold it as close to the heart as I do. But as far as John's solo performances go, it's pretty much right, up it there. is it's peak it's peak John. Yeah. It's it's his most creative period for yeah. solo music. It's his best solo music as far as I'm concerned. And he said you know, he said Because oh, now he's just a beep beep boop boop man. Well, yeah, now he's you know, he's well, he's gone on to other avenues, not to say they're worse, but they're certainly not necessarily to my taste. I will just say this. They're worse. Yeah. But he said during that performance, you know, he's he'd came over from recording stadium and uh played that that Ah, that's amazing, isn't it? He yeah. came over from recording Stadium Arcadium to yeah. play in where were you? Bogdan Regis or somewhere. Camber Canber Sands. Camber Sands. Yeah. Look that up on Google Maps. But they were in the midst of, you know, it was just... He flies over. It was, uh, thank God for Vincent Gallo, that's all I can say, because if it wasn't for Vincent Gallo curating the whole weekend, John would never have been there. No, he wouldn't have gone to Camber Sands. No. To that miniature room. No. But what a thing that it happened. I remember you saying to me, you're not going to believe this, but John Fashante is playing at, yeah, at Camber Sands. <laughs> I, I desperately want to go. Yeah, and we did. Well, I didn't. No, but um, wasn't to be. I did fund your trip. Oh, did you? I funded you. I funded two of your friends. Why didn't I fund myself? I I, I didn't remember that you funded me, but I did. I funded you. I funded two others. Thank you for that. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Right now, John is talking about can you concentrate on a cow if you're a farmer? If you have other distractions, exactly. Was he concentrating? On a cow ATP? Are we calling back too much to ATP? I think so. I think what he's, you know, what he's talking about is, listen, they're there, they're trying to do their best. Yeah, you did say you say you listen too much. Hey, <laughs> go on, they're there, they're doing their oh, best. Did I say it again? You did say listen. Ah, uh, no. Okay, well I'll go like this, and so we're level. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They they they're doing their best. He's there, telling stories about cows, farmers and cows. Yeah. Ultimately, they're recording blood sugar sex magic. They are, but what actually watching it now, what strikes me more than anything is that they're a band on the edge of. We know they're a band on the edge of self destruction. Navarro's already going upstairs. <laughs> yeah, they'd already basically brought him in. Yeah. Well, where did they put him? Do you think they installed him in that little room? Yeah, probably. They that's. Must have been why they all Start him working up. on some uh, long and extraneous outros. Yeah. They said. And which he did. Yes. Well, that's why they're so. Is that why such he, good effect. One more minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was working on it from. Now we know he was working on it from the summer of 91. Presumably, he was. Because there's no room for an amp in that little room. He just had the walkabout guitar that has the built in amp. Yeah. And he started. Getting Instead, busy from there. That's how. Well, right. that's how walkabout originated. Well, he couldn't go. What that walk up the stairs? No, from being in the little room with a tiny amp. But you couldn't walk about in that room. <laughs> he couldn't. <laughs> well, I think you've painted yourself into a corner there, or a little room. Certainly, it seems I have, and uh, I will have to uh, retreat rapidly. Yeah, well, you have to retract that previous statement. Now, John talking to the the ladies who sing the backing vocals for Under the Bridge. On the album, do they... Because there's three ladies there, and it's fantastic to hear John 
singing one of whom was related in some way to John, I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Was I it can't... his wife? No, I don't think so. Was he? No. Look, we have to sound vaguely knowledgeable about Chili's. If we don't know if John was married or not. All I'm saying is that one of them was. It must have been his sister. He was. Yes, I think it was his sister. Now, and if that's wrong. No, I'm sure that's right. I just think it's great to hear him sing. To hear John Frusciante solo singing the backing vocals for Under the Bridge. Yeah, and also just ha- him leading the... The choir. The, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. it, is, it is credited on the As album. a choir, but now we see it, it's three women. What was it? <laughs> did they, did they <laughs> I just, think it was. Did they double, triple, quadruple track that? Or did they then bring other people in to do it? Because on the record, it's massive. It's not just three women singing it. No, well, maybe that was the original three women. But what I like about it is just seeing John in his element there. Yeah. Orchestrating things. You're right. Because you said to me, is he telling the swan what to do? I did, yeah. And we we scrolled back, Mm. and he's not. Would he tell the swan what to do? I don't think he... No, he wouldn't have had that role within the band. No. But there you could see him, his creative genius, saying, this is what you need to do. Mm. Uh, in a nice way. Well, the thing comes in from the control room. It's a bit pitchy. And he says it's not about the pitch. It's about the phrasing. Yeah, it's about hitting the, the right yeah. point. Yeah, and he then sings it, what we know. It's amazing. It's yeah. so good. It makes me smile to think to watch John. To know that that's how that came about. Yeah, the, the genesis of that song. Yeah. Uh, honestly, mate. And he was obviously so so heavily involved with the with the writing of that song. Especially that part to yeah. bring that. Yeah, bit definitely up. Yeah. the end section. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, was, it really was. And and under the bridge, I've always said it's a salad. It's a ballad, if you will. <laughs> That's my favourite ever bit. If we're gonna get a t-shirt made, I want one saying it's a salad. It's a salad, a ballad, if you will. What a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> Well, I mean, that whole interview with Anthony is a, is a bit cringe, I think. Well, I was going to say, what did you think about it? Do you think he is vulnerable? Do you think it's... I think it's the pseudo-intellectual, mm. deep-thinking Anthony. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I think it is. I think he's... You know, I, for, for many, many years, he was my hero. Um, but as we grow older... I learned to appreciate more the other members of the band. Not that I don't appreciate Anthony for what he does for the band, but I don't necessarily think he delivers on that kind of level that he's attempting to. But he does call Under the Bridge a salad. Oh, which, which you know, is lovely. And I, I don't want to make out as if, you know, he hasn't brought a lot into my life and he's a great singer, he's a great member of the band. But I just, in that instance, like you say, pseudo-intellect. And he calls under the bridge a salad. Yeah. Last section, section six. There's a launch party. They've run out of beer. What kind of launch party is that? Well, if even if I, even if I was there, I would, I would leave at that point. It's, 
such what well, it does sort of stress the corporate nature of of how things were back then and how things probably still are. So that, corporate. Those guys was, were sort of fitting in. No doubt they enjoyed it when you're 30 and you're raking millions of dollars in. It was great. But it's so corporate. Well, fuck the corporate. If they ran out of beer, I'm jelling. Yeah. They didn't hear any wine. Well, the guy said, do I have to keep my own glass? Does he have enough glasses? I think, no, he was taking the pit. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah. Oh, that, that flew over my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, John, but just to reaffirm, if I get invited to a Red Hot Chili Peppers launch party... I'm taking my own beer. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take eight cans, just in case. Yeah, I think I'll take the free beer, but I'll right. take my own She did beer. say it was only five minutes away, but even That's so. five minutes too long. Yeah. I could get down the offie in... In five, there's no offies anymore, is there? Of course not. Almond is closed. Um, yeah. Almond's closed 12 years ago. It, um, if not more. Oh, God. Right. Okay, move on. This is just a pay on to Great Britain's off licenses, which got subsumed by the, the supermarkets. Supermarket. Yeah. Right, we've gone. This is most off topic we've ever gone. I'm waiting for you to return to topic. I shall. I have my book. Yeah. It says... I'm just feeding off you now. I'm not really saying anything. Okay. It's, well, it's John Frusciante. It's that speech. Yeah. It, you have that cut into two parts in this. It's heartbreaking. Mm. Because we know what is to come after... He wasn't really ready for it, was he? He said he was. Well, he said... Now we'll go on tour. He wasn't ready for it, was he? No, he wasn't. <laughs> I completely agree. He's, he said he was, but he wasn't. And what happened after this was a fall apart, and that was it. Well, it was drugs hell, and then he rose like a phoenix. Oh, yeah. The, the rising from the... The phoenix from the flames was lovely, but the descent was not only rapid, but also prolonged. Uh, it's painful to think about, and... Uh, we love the music that he made. What we see here is a young man who's about to dive into a Well, series. almost about to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, his teeth turned to slivers. He went close. He, it's almost indescribable how close he went. and He went closer than I've ever been. Well, and me. And thank God that we've never been that close. But where John goes from here... Is is painful it's to think good. about. It's really painful to think about. And you can see that he's he's a man on the edge. I think. Well, he's he's so he's he's so emotional. He's, he's completely fucked all the time, and because of that, or I don't know, but if he's always so on the edge of, he's not ever talking about things in a in a in a sensible way. He's always talking about things where he's almost on the point of tipping over. Mm. it's a very it's a difficult I love this documentary but it's also a very difficult thing to watch mm. because it is John on the edge of tipping over into what became five six years of but luckily we know that he survived and what came after yeah absolutely so and what a great piano player Chad is yeah I mean is that real I guess it is well it is it, it put me in mind of Nino Bettencourt it put me in mind of Chad Smith did it yeah <laughs> A man who's so good at one thing. 
But he can also play the guitar. Chad? Yeah. Can he? Yeah. Can he sing? Well, yes. Because if he can, we could get rid of the swan. We could get rid of Flea. Can he play the bass? I think so. Well, they got rid of John. Jaguar, no case. We're we're just running through notes here, people. It's getting late. Oh, that's John. Yeah, he's putting that jag in, that Fender Jaguar. That might have been the one that was used on the video. Yeah, he just chucks it in. No case. Very disturbing for a man of my... Uh, Your particular persuasion. Exactly. And it's where it's here that John says at the end, it's not like I'm going to miss anything. Yeah. And yeah, it, poignant. It, it is, at, it, it, like you say, at this stage, it's, it's, uh, it's poignancy that touches the heart. Well, exactly. I care deeply for John Fashante and his music and to see this it does touch me it would be heartbreaking but we know he he rose as you said like a phoenix from the ashes he did well you said phoenix from the flames and I think it should be from the ashes really well either way you're saying he went he he actually turned to ashes no I'm saying he rose from the ashes oh okay well (laughs) I think (laughs) difficult to judge I think the traditional saying is phoenix from the flames is it yes okay well we'll go with it for now but i will i'll check it and have you been drinking all day no i had two cans before you turned up oh right what time did you turn up six six yeah Yeah, i had two cans before sorry you just seem more drunk than them right maybe it's uh, i'm less drunk well you've had eight cans of amstel and you're now drinking (laughs) a can of my carling so yeah we're getting carried away again aren't we We'll round it off by saying, <laughs> <laughs> by saying that Flea says there's a big speech about staying together forever. Yeah, which is lovely. It's fantastic. Well, and actually prophetic. Pathetic. Prophetic. In what way? He says as long as we maintain the love, we can't, we can't go wrong. And what happened? They maintained the love. And what happened? They did not go wrong. <laughs> Didn't they? Well, not really. One hot minute. Well, long term, though, they're still together and we're still here enjoying their You're music. quite right. But on the short term, they already had Dave stuck in that little room ready for enjoyment. Well, they had him there ready, yeah. I mean, like you say, like you said, Flea is the absolute energy of the band, isn't he? He's he, a linchpin. He's, he's a linchpin. You've got a linchpin that is Flea, who's never gone anywhere. And nor is a swan. But he is... He's not the linchpin. <laughs> No. What a fantastic description. But he, he whilst he's an ever present, if Flea left that'd be done. If, but if the Swan left, that'd be done. Yeah, it would. But if the Swan At this left, point you can't leave Chad. Well, maybe you're right, but let's take let's take Anthony and Flea independent. As a duo. Yeah, an independent duo. Okay. If the Flea <laughs> so, I'm sorry. If <laughs> it's, it's the hundred day cough. It's the whooping cough. <laughs> oh please. If this one left the band. Mm-hmm. Go on, go on, struggle. I on. think Flea 
could carry on without him. Not in the chilies. No. You <laughs> <laughs> utter tit. Right, I'm... Re- it's quite possible. We're going to round it up. Wrap it up. Whatever mm-hmm. the word is. Wrap okay. around. Wrap around. It, we are... My name is Ben Townsend. You are? Sam Townsend. We are at University RHCP on Twitter. Yes. We are on Reddit. Sam. No, me first. Ben is Unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast. Sam, do you remember what you are? Yes. Go for it. RHC. No. You are University RHC pod odd Sam. Odd only has one D. Or if you want it pronounced uh, in a better way, University RHCP odd Sam. I got that wrong. University RHC Pod Pod Sam. Sam. Yes. And the website is uh, bentownsendmusic.net. If you want to email me, uh, send it to bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com. Yes. We've done it. We've done it. It's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Saturday, the 26th of October. We've enjoyed ourselves immensely. And we will sign off by saying thank you very much.